Hello, everybody. It is I from the neighborhood INFP, otherwise known as Sam. Uh, one of the very rare instances where you're going to get to hear my full name. Woo! Anyways, <laughs> I am here with the lovely Susan Storm. She is a mother of five. She runs her own, probably one of the best, in my opinion, uh, MBTI slash personality websites out there called Psychology Junkie. And she has written several ebooks, one of which is uh, the one that's more, most prominent uh, that I've come across is Discover You. So, yes, once again, thank you for jumping in. And uh, yeah. Thanks so much for inviting me. I like your videos too. So, I'm excited to be able to get to know you better. That's, yeah. Um, so, the one question I've like always been curious about is. Um, how did you get into MBTI? Like you, I know you started off in like kind of marketing and like advertising type of stuff, but like how, how did that transition over to you getting into MBTI? <laughs> well, I've been interested, I've been interested in MBTI for over 14 years now. Um, my dad told me about it and, um, he's an ENTJ. And he wanted me to take the, the official questionnaire. So I took it and got INFJ and I was reading about myself and reading about him. And I couldn't believe how much they had us pegged. And it was just, I've always been interested in psychology. So then I just like, you know, like most INFJs got really obsessed with it. Yeah. And, um, then became a practitioner. Um, but I really was doing marketing as my, you know, my go, that was my career. Um, but eventually I decided I wanted to create a website just for fun. Initially it was just like, it was not a business or anything like that. It was just something I wanted to do for fun because I kept seeing all these people having interpersonal conflicts that I felt were unnecessary if you actually understood like where the different personality types were coming from. So I started making these little like books and excel sheets for just members of my family like how to get along with Daniel or how to get along with like my dad based on their type like my dad's an ENTJ so he's not gonna like it when you know you, you do this late or when you're right. like being really emotionally reactive or here's the things you might like talking about and then I realized I was like oh actually maybe there's other people who might like this kind of stuff um so then I created my website and just started using it as like a dumping ground for all these, um, all the stuff I was learning about Myers-Briggs. And over time, I realized that I could turn it into a business at the time, you know, as a, I was a military wife at the time. Mm. And, you know, with a lot of kids on a, that, it was just tight financially. So I decided to turn it into something where I could help support my family. And now it's the main, like, it's the only thing our, my husband's out of the Air Force now. And right. that's what we're doing. And uh, it's your main kind of source of income. And I'm pretty sure you're doing fairly decent with it. Like, it's not like, you know, making pennies off of it. You're doing, you know, fairly well for yourself as like one of the better uh, personality sites out there. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it, it pays the bills, you know, with five kids, we're never like, <laughs> we're not like, we're not like in a mansion with a yacht or anything, but we're, we're really thankful and grateful that we've been able to do this. Like, I feel very lucky. Well, that's, uh, that's good. Um, so, I've, I've noticed a kind of trend, a, um, 
a kind of intuitive bias and like we all everybody knows the intuitive bias that kind of goes against the sensors but then there's also the intuitive bias against other intuitives hmm. um where it's like these intuitives are better than these intuitives <laughs> and then all intuitives in general are just better than all of these sensors which is a lot like it's misunderstandings and people not understanding the system and just like going off the rails there but like what are your thoughts on that whole thing <laughs> oh wow um yeah i've definitely seen intuitive bias when it comes to sensors especially um people who think well if you're a sensor you're just not as evolved you're not as intelligent you're not as insightful all these things then obviously that's completely false. Yeah. Um, there are completely these incredible strengths that sensors bring to the world. And that's one thing that I do try to write about sensors. Um, I feel like as relatively regularly because I feel like there's a lot of there's not a lot of great content online for them at the moment. Um, but it's that's changing. There are more sensors getting involved, and I'm really excited about that. Um, as far as um, intuitives and other intuitives, I do see that. I feel like there's just a lot of people take type and instead of seeing it as a way to bridge uh, the differences between themselves and others and have more empathy for other people, they're yeah. using it as a way to put themselves on a pedestal yeah. and kind of go, look at me and how great I am and you can't do what I can do. So I've seen like, you know, I get comments on my blog like that are like, you know, um, discriminating against basically every personality type you could. There's things against INFJs, INFPs, everybody. Um, and yeah, I just feel like a lot of people are using type to kind of build up their ego rather than understand other people, for sure. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, that is uh, definitely like, I've seen that on like, practically any forum or like you go on to Facebook, you go on to social media, you're, you're going to like, you're going to inevitably come across it. And then of course there are the people where I, I want to say about four years ago, that seems about right. Um, I came across the people who would legitimately think dichotomies are better than cognitive functions. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be there trying to explain to them why that's wrong. And, but like, they were just like completely like, no, well, uh, what was it? Um, dichotomies have, give you a better explanation. I'm like, no, 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 you're on shallow water there. You got to go deeper. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so I kind of feel like dichotomies kind of can cause people to mistype uh, fairly yeah. easily if they just rely on it. Mm -hmm. um, whereas like cognitive functions, if you like actually read up on it, um, you can, you can get a better understanding of yourself and of other people. If you choose to let that be your path and not like lord it over like, oh, I'm an ENTJ. Therefore I have one, the rarest <laughs> and two, I'm just better than all of y'all. Y'all, everybody <laughs> else can go in. Um, so <laughs> not that you hear a lot of ENTJs do that. I think I've heard that more from INTJs to be perfectly honest. Um, but what are your thoughts on the whole, like, because I know that, um, Catherine Briggs and Isabel Myers, they created the dichotomies in order to kind of turn Myers-Briggs into like a layman type of thing. But 
they also understood the cognitive functions. And when you read their book, they have the cognitive functions in there. Mm -hmm. So why do you think people uh, like the dichotomies or would like the dichotomies over the functions? Oh, I, without a doubt, when I've come into contact with people, it's because it's just simpler. Mm. Um, a lot of times, um, they just like the simplicity of it. They don't, a lot of people just don't want to dig into all that theory. Um, it, it just, it's just over, you know, they feel like they've got it figured out and they can, you know, speed read people really fast with those dichotomies, you know, all right, that person is disorganized and always late. So they're a perceiver, you know, that person is talkative. So they're an extrovert. It's a lot easier for sure than diving into the cognitive functions. And so I think that for the most part, that's why most people I've talked to about it. It's like if someone, even last week I was talking to my dad actually, who loves the dichotomies. Right. Um, and he was saying how my sister, he's saying, oh, I thought she was an ENFP because she's kind of disorganized and a little, <laughs> um, you know, she's a very clear ENFJ, right? Right. And so I was trying to explain how, you know, she's an ENFJ, but ENF, you know, the ju judging doesn't always mean that they organized. have an organized room yeah. and things like that. And I tried to go into the cognitive functions and he was like, okay. <laughs> but, you know, he's a, you know, and it's usually with people like a lot of times ETJs and not always, but because they like to get things done, they yeah. like efficiency. And so dichotomies are really efficient. And if it's been working for you with, you know, like for my dad, for example, it's like it's been working for him. So diving into the cognitive functions just seems like, like, uh, he'd rather be doing something else than, you know, he right. likes the efficiency. And I think that for a lot of people, it's the efficiency and, um, it's just, easier than than digging into that right yeah it's um it's kind of interesting because like with uh t uh, extroverted uh, thinking um they're all about what is the quickest way to get what i want done yeah like what is the best and fastest possible solution <laughs> to this problem and that's mm -hmm. typically what they're gonna go for is that like it doesn't matter if that solution is right or wrong if it's mm -hmm. the most efficient or the fastest, they tend to lean towards it until like maybe some other point down the line, they're like, wait a minute, it's not the most effective as to what I'm going for. But I've noticed that between ENTJs and ESTJs, ENTJs I've noticed uh, personally, since you like bring up your dad and all that, um, a lot of people don't realize just how motivational they can be. Like, not in the, like, super aggressive way that people expect ENTJs to be, but, like, in the I'm going to help lift you up, I'm going to help mold and shape you, and I'm going to send you the right path as to, like, where you can go. Whereas I feel like ESTJs are more the I'm going to uh, stick with what I know, I'm going to find the best way to do what I know, and mm -hmm. I'm going to uh, essentially help you with what I know is and not what could be. Uh, so right. that's like, that's kind of like the differences between the two that I kind of feel is there. Mm -hmm. um, and probably doesn't help that I have a 
I want to call it a crush on ENTJs in general. <laughs> like, they're one of my favorite types out there, despite being, like, absurdly rare. But, like, mm -hmm. I, I think it's their drive and all of that that, like, because as an INFP, I'm just, like, I don't know how to use T. It's not, like, it's not that I don't use it. I just, I don't know how to use it effectively because <laughs> it's my last function. Right, right. Oh, I, I... I love ENTJs, you know, growing up with an ENTJ dad, it was definitely tough sometimes. Um, but now as an adult, I look back and I'm so thankful for all that he taught me because he is exactly like you said, um, very good at showing me, like believing in my potential yeah, and also not letting me um, kind of rest on my laurels. <laughs> Right. In some way, you know, he, he didn't let me be lazy. Right. Like, he didn't let me, um, you know, he pushed me hard and it was difficult, but it's given me a belief in myself that I wouldn't have otherwise. Right. It, um, it was, yeah. Yeah. Well, like, They're it, wonderful people. Yeah. I'm guessing, like, for you, it was kind of like the whole um, him doing it, like, I'm giving you this discipline because I believe in your potential. Right. Yeah. And, and he's, he has been my biggest, um, like, I don't want to say cheerleader because that doesn't seem like the right word to use to describe <laughs> my dad, but really like, like super it, supportive. Like I love STJs too. Right. Like yeah. I, and I'm, you know, STJs are like those practical, um, detail-oriented, grounded people that you really need sometimes. Like, mm -hmm. a great example of one of the things I love about STJs is my mother-in-law is an, an ESTJ, and one time there was this injured rabbit. I don't know how it got injured, but it was out there, like, laying on this gravel road, and all these, all, me and, like, these little kids were like, oh, no, what do we do? What do we do? And she just comes up to the rabbit with her pocket knife and, like, <laughs> Throat, carries it away like no big deal what he's like putting it out of its misery you know wow that is, that's like, gotta be scarring you know like but but it was honestly it was like this is not a big deal her like level-headedness about it it was like she was doing the humane thing putting yep. the rabbit out of its misery she told the kids to look away it wasn't like you know like um, oh, watch this kid slice no. but she was doing the humane thing she had a very like this is not a big deal. This animal suffering. We're taking care of it. You know, let's just do what needs to be done instead of going, oh no, what do we do? What do we do? Yeah, I, I would not, like, I have a hard time with, like, carrying out dead mice, let alone, <laughs> like, going out and they're being like, oh, there's an injured animal. Well, time to slit its neck. Like, I yeah. don't, like, I can't do it. Like, there's, I don't know whether it's, like, being too uh grossed out about it or mm -hmm. having too much empathy about it that's i yeah. can't physically <laughs> do it like it, it's hard for me to be like you want me to kill a cute animal <laughs> what why right well at this point it was too far gone you know right. it couldn't, wasn't anything that could be done about and it really and i just it i remember thinking like wow i really admire her and one of my friends is also an estj and it's just they're so level-headed about things like things don't rile them up they're just like there's a problem they're like all right let's find the right way to deal with this and but there's a difference in like you know it, just as an example and i don't know if you're even interested in this but mm -hmm. like in my business for example becoming a blogger writing about personality type 
like my ENTJ dad was like, I told him where I was going with it and the patterns I was seeing with it. And he was like, this is awesome. You need to do this. You're going to have this great business. You know, I believe in you. And, you know, he really did. Mm-hmm. And then I remember telling the STJs about it and they're like, why are you doing this? <laughs> this isn't practical. Like this will never work. <laughs> like this oh, will, goodness. this is too much of a oh. weird thing. Yeah. So that's like, as much as I, I do really appreciate the, um, the strengths of both those types. And like I said, I have a really good friend who's an ESTJ. And so, um, but it's really funny, the difference perspectives, even my friend who's an ESTJ, uh, if I talk about my career, she's like, why are you, yeah, I, um, I knew an ESTJ, uh, like we were going, I met him at church and uh, he had come from China and, um, so we were doing the whole kind of like young adults thing and everything. And we were at a restaurant and we'd be like at these places and he'd be always like looking at me weird. It's like, why are you doing all these, like in his mind, super impractical things it's like, Oh, you're starting to be a culinary thing. What are you going to do with it? I'm like, mm, I think I'm going to do videos and write books and be artistic. And he just look at me and he'd go, what is wrong with you? You have to like put food on the table first and then you have to do this and then you have to do this and then you have to do this. And I'm like, that's not me. Like I like, sure. Doing all that. It seems fun and all, but I have way too many interests to just Mm -hmm. stick to one thing. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like ESTJs and especially like ISTJs, they're like very good at mastering one thing. Mm-hmm. Like they pick the one thing that they like and they'll have their hobbies that they'll master as well. But like right. they're very good at mastering that one thing and knowing the ins and outs of it, like yeah. nobody's business. Um, I agree. And what a lot of people don't uh, expect, 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 huh? Um, is that I've come to find that ISTJs, especially um, ESTJs too, they can be like, if they're like, comfortable around the people and everything. Um, both of them can be extraordinarily sarcastic. Like mm-hmm. the sass that can come out of them would probably shock a lot of people because yeah. they, they don't expect it coming from them. But like, there's a reason those jokes about those kind of like librarians come out and they just like, all of a sudden this sass hits you out of nowhere and you're like, where did that come from? <laughs> Yeah, no, they have a really great sense of humor so yeah. many times. And, um, oh, yeah. no, go ahead. Oh, no, it was just my brain is like going multiple different directions. <laughs> it's uh, it's a problem. And so I'll, I'll say something and then I'll forget where I was going with it, but then I'll have this other thing and then I'll forget that down the line and then I'll forget like... <laughs> It's. I have a shirt that has a picture of a train crash on it, and it's, it essentially says, "My train of thought derailed." <laughs> yes, I need. I need a, a shirt like that too. Sometimes yeah. um, I have a bad habit of like I'll start saying something, and then I won't finish the sentence, and I'll move on to a different sentence. And I realize in video interviews I do it a lot, where I'm like, I'll start saying something, and then I'll just kind of drift off mid-sentence and it's like I don't realize I finished the thought in my head but I didn't finish out loud right yeah that's definitely uh very common now I've okay so 
a lot of people will say that INFJs and INFPs can look very similar um, from the outside. Like if you don't look deeper, they can appear to be very much the same, despite <laughs> like looking at things in a vastly different uh, manner. Um, and I believe you've also, you've made a test to be like INFP or INFJ. Um, and I think like some other sites have also done, are you an INFP or are you an INFJ? What are the differences between an INFP? Like it's one of like the biggest questions uh, people, and I think you may have answered this on other podcasts. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but in your mind, like I read a article um, by another person who I highly respect. And they were saying that an INFJ will actually share more in common with the INTJ than an INFP. And an INFP will share more in common with an ISFP than an INFJ. So. Yeah. I mean, I would, it's hard because in some way, NFs, I think all share a common bond over you know they they're all idealists right. they're all you know they're all um very empathetic like big picture people there's just there's just i think nfs in general a lot of times have a certain kinship that they just that comes naturally but as far as what they have in common um i mean i can i kind of agree with what that person said um, because, you know, INFJs and INFPs don't share any of the same cognitive functions. Right. Where, you know, I can meet up with an INTJ and really bond over NI and have right. the same weaknesses with SE. Yeah. Um, sometimes there's, with certain INFPs, I've had issues where I feel like we're not, it's like we're both trying to communicate the same <laughs> thing, but we're just not doing it in the same way, and it's, you know, my FE is, like, trying too hard, I think, to, to like, have this really, like, harmonious interaction, and then I get confused with their FI, like, <laughs> they're not saying enough, or they're not enjoying themselves, or they're having a bad time, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, that's, um, so, because I got into uh, MBTI as uh, a person, like, I was a teenager when I got into it. And um, with my FI, like, this is, like, where that comes from is that, like, that constant search for meaning and things and then, like, coming across an INFJ. Like, I remember my, uh, when I worked with the previous youth pastor who she left um, and I was, like, there taking care of the youth afterwards. But, like, there was, like, this weird, cold distance between us that I couldn't understand mm. and wow. like I I don't know if it was because of what the youth were doing or if it was because she was doing it with me who was a guy and she was single I'm single well she's married now but like at the time she was single mm -hmm. and so like I wonder if like that had something to do with like there were so many things but like I felt like almost anything I did was like kept at an arm's distance. And even though we'd be mm. saying the same things, there'd be this disconnect because yeah. my Phi is trying to explain something and then her Nye is trying to explain something. And there's this like, you're, you're trying to understand the other person, but there's also this weird, wait a minute, um, like what's going on here? Yeah, yeah. 
And uh, so like, I, I think I've had, like, I haven't had like a terrible time with INFJs. Like INFJs tend to be a wonderful people. And like, they seem to be uh, flooding Twitter. Like I see a lot of <laughs> INFJs on Twitter um, and on Facebook and like online. They're just, there's a lot of them. And just like, you'll see a lot of other introverts online. It's yeah. a thing that happens. Um, <laughs> but like, there's this, I feel like there's this thing where we're the same in the sense of like, you know, being feelers and all of that. But like, even then our feeling functions clash because we have the opposite feeling function. Like my FI isn't going to do the things that your FE expects and your FE isn't going to do the things that my (laughs) FI expects. And so you're just looking at you at each other and going, hold on, wait a minute. What? Yeah. Um, So I find, yeah. No, I find that that to be true. I find that to be true. I mean, and I love INFP is like one of my, um, biggest role model someone I knew as an INFP but there's always a feeling that I'm not quite sure what they think about me mm. um because they don't ex- <laughs> they don't give off that FE affirmation that right. like FE is like we'll let you know like how we feel about you like because we want you to, like we want you to feel those warm feelings because that's kind of what FE is looking for and when FI doesn't return that or um kind of is is more it's more you know it's more introverted it's more More internalized it's more aloof and so you know there have definitely been pretty much with every fi dominant type there's always a feeling of how do they really feel about me i don't really know you know and and i think sometimes they can see you know infjs or fjs in general as being too um Maybe feeling that maybe they even feel the same way. I mean, you could say because you're an INFP of like, um, is she just being polite? Is that real? Mm. You know? Yes, yes, that is definitely a thing that comes up quite frequently with INFPs when, like, especially if an INFP has gone through a bad situation or a bad time, or if they don't like understand people well, or mm-hmm. if they're like socially awkward. Um, like I tend to be uh, sometimes um, there's very much this thing of are they faking it are they just being polite do they really mean what they're going like do they mean what they're saying there's like a lot of questions but like if you want an INFP may not tell you uh, what they think of you or they think you're doing good but if you notice they're paying attention or mm-hmm. if they're um, like you do something down the line and then the INFP uh, does or says something for you that you're like, I said this like three months ago. <laughs> How did they still remember that? Like mm-hmm. a, a lot of people don't um, like INFPs can be very uh, daydreamy and in the mm-hmm. clouds, but we are also really good at listening and -hmm. like paying attention when we want to and need to and we may not look like we're paying attention all the time but like if we're interested in that person like so for example if somebody 
that were like were part of a group or whatever and they're like my favorite animal is this or my favorite animal is that all of a sudden come christmas or your birthday boom you've suddenly <laughs> got something with your favorite animal on it you only ever said it once but there is the infp bringing it to you because <laughs> that's what they were looking for they were looking for something personal about you that mm-hmm. was able to um like give them the feeling they're looking for and also to kind of in their own way i suppose let you know that yeah we kind of like you um but it's it's more i think the case of don't ask don't tell for infps um if you don't ask them they won't say anything um Unless it's like, you know, a super big issue. But if it's just like, oh, I really like this person, very rarely will you get a INFP to like say that on their own volition. You <laughs> literally will have to ask them, hey, do you like me? Um, unless it's like, you know, that person has done something that the INFP has been helped with or is helping the INFP. Um, so like, for example, your blogs, like I'm pretty sure a lot of INFPs have been super appreciative about it. And you write like a lot of good articles on there. I don't read them all obviously because I've got like <laughs> so many things, but you know, I, if I need information, that's where I go to be like, okay, where do I, you know, get this, where do I get this? And like your, your site along with like, uh, personality junkie and um, one other if I need like a quick information thing is like I'll be like okay I need to go to this site browse do I have this information right okay yes and the other way you'll know that an INFP generally appreciates you or your work is if they resonate with it mm-hmm. a lot of stuff for an INFP is how much do they resonate with what you're doing mm-hmm. um, but once again you won't necessarily know because we tend to keep everything to ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. like, oh, everybody come in for a hug or let's tell each other what we think of you or, you know, <laughs> the whole, oh, I really, you did a wonderful job. Like my INTP sister, like it drives her crazy that I am not, because she's had to utilize her fee mm-hmm. um, like growing up because due to circumstances, uh, but she's very clearly an INTP. And like one of the things that annoys her is that I am not the person who's like, okay, everybody, let's try and work this <laughs> out and do like, that's not me. But like, mm-hmm. I am very much the same person who's like, okay, if I like you, if I like your work, if I like what you do, I'm definitely going to use it and I'm going to see how it fits within my own world. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's a great example because I think so many times when, especially when you're using the dichotomies, um, you know, you get these, you know, INFPs who type as INFJs because they're, you know, maybe they're more decisive or organized or all those mm-hmm. things, but they're, they read these INFJ descriptions and, or read about extroverted feeling and they're like, that does not sound like me. You yeah. know, it's a very different form of, of you know it's a different form of evaluation and um it can even look more like detached more like a thinking space that they show to the world than like you know fj is kind of we put our feelings out there we're more like hard on our sleeves kind of people because 
we don't know how to process our emotions inside like that. Like, Would, I, like FPs can't. Something I always wished I could do. Right. But um, I'm not, you know, I, I feel like I've got to get it out some way. Whereas FI users, they do what I always wished I could do, which is, is kind of, um, they can do a lot of that sorting out inside. They don't need to get feedback or crowdsource opinions from other right. people. It's like, I know what I'm feeling. Okay, where did I get this feeling? I got it from here. And like, they kind of like internalize why they're feeling it, where they're feeling it, how they're feeling it, what started it all and all of that. And they kind of like go through the motions of that, which is why I find like what you said, I find absolutely hilarious um, in the sense that like INFPs are always blamed to be the crybabies. Like, uh, out of like all the stereotypes, INFPs are the biggest crybabies out of every each MBTI types. And I'm like, okay, which one of you guys has actually actively <laughs> seen an INFP cry? Like, unless you're really close to them, name one INFP that you have seen cry. Yeah, you know what? To be honest, I've never seen an INFP cry. I've seen, you know, and I've I know about five relatively well. Yeah. And you know, I know I know one of them does cry regularly, but they are the type that would go off exactly to do it. They're not gonna yeah. cry. I mean I would do I I hate crying in front of people, but yeah. I also can't help but cry in front of people sometimes. Yeah. But and yeah. yeah, like that's the thing, like I like it's not that INFPs don't cry because we will cry, especially if it's like a high emotional situation. Yeah. Um, and like, there is always, of course, a breaking point where like everybody will cry at some point or another, sure. um, like in front of other people. But like, if an INFP knows that they can hold it in until they get home or until they can be in private or until they can be where absolutely nobody sees them, they will. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. um, which is like, I want to say that like the stereotype that people, I don't know if you agree with this, but like, um, I feel like the stereotype of the whole INFP crying comes from INFPs who have, or ISFJs who have mistyped as INFPs. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I think people also like, there's so many stereotypes that I have no idea where they came from. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, like that could be it. I I don't know. I don't know because I've even you know I'm I haven't seen INF, ISFJs be especially like well okay I have sometimes but um but yeah I don't know where that's I think sometimes it just comes from how people imagine they would be too right like it, like these thinking types that are just like hmm oh you know um. You know, INFPs are often these poet. Like, if you look at like famous INFPs, like William Shakespeare, and you know these poetic, romantic Poe. people, and I think maybe they just imagine that they would or something. I don't know where I'd have to dig down and figure out where that came from. That that, that would be a uh, interesting thing, because like, um, there were there was I think it was uh, on Tumblr, angry INFP something um and uh that person was saying how uh people will see infps as these like whole sweet cinnamon buns and all that and he was like <laughs> essentially or she i can't remember uh 
anyways, the INFP who did that post, um, they were saying they did this rant where they broke down why most INFPs will not be what you expect of them. Um, like you expect this whole sweet cinnamon bun, always happy to see you and congratulations, you're immediately their friend. It goes a lot of the times that's not going to be the case for an INFP. Like an INFP, it's a slow build. Like yeah. you start off here and then you just, you'll it gradually, the more you spend time with them, the more that builds up. And if not, I feel like people don't know how to approach INFPs, like true mm. INFPs, because they think that, well, they don't want a friend. They don't want to be around us. They don't want, you know, like they're looking cold. They're looking, you know, whatever. And there's this whole, well, I can't approach them. Meanwhile, the INFP could be just off in la la land, not paying attention to anything, and mm -hmm. you walk past them, they're not gonna think anything of it because they're already off somewhere else. <laughs> and um, then I was also told, and I don't know, because uh, I was told this by a family member that mm -hmm. I, as an INFP, can come off as very intimidating. Mm. Um, so would you say that that's a thing with like other INFPs as well or um, if it's like segmented off? I think it could, I don't think it's, you know, like, I don't know that it's an INFP specific thing. I think to feeling judging types mm -hmm. um, or even maybe, maybe thinking perceiving types, I don't know, but for feeling judging types anyway, they can seem intimidating sometimes because because they're not exuding FE, so sometimes it's just like, you know, oh, what do they think about us? What are they, you know, they're being, un they're kind of unreadable, whereas we kind of thrive off of reading people. We're right. like, we're really like watching the, you know, the facial expressions and like the body language, and we're trying to get something back to kind of, kind of, you know, anticipate how they're feeling. And FI dominant types can be um, harder to read and also um, more, like, I don't know how to, like, they're more okay with expressing how they really feel, even if it's not necessarily tactful all the time. It's not like they're, like, it's not like they're um, tactless people, right? They're right. usually very con considerate, genuine, kind people. It's just that they would, I'm trying to think of an example from my own life is to use um, you know, FJs, you know, before we say something publicly, we think in our head almost instantaneously, we go, how is this going to be received? Right. Would this make everyone in the room, is there someone here who might not feel good about this? Right. Um, and an FP might say something like, uh, they, they don't agree with you about something or they don't, they don't want to talk about something. Um, so, like, I remember talking to, and there was a friend of this, this guy I know is an INFB and his wife's an ESFJ. Mm. And she, they were going through some problems with their family. And she clearly wanted to talk about it because she's doing the whole FJ thing, which is like, right. Let's please, talk can I crowd, about this. Yeah. Yes. Can I crowdsource opinions? Because I don't, FJs don't essentially always know how to trust their inner, right. inner values about things. And I remember listening and trying to think about it. And then the INFP man was like, let's not, let's stop talking about this. 
like they were probably we're like they were, we're probably, they were they were probably like super uncomfortable yes they, they were, were obviously probably, yeah they were internalizing all of their feelings they were in a very high conflict situation they were talking about something that they probably felt was super personal right that they didn't want like random people that they didn't know very well to like jump in on and like so yeah that would be a clash there um right and it's funny because i even as i was watching it i knew that was what was happening i was like this is such a clear clash between fi and fe and it happens between them all the time yeah. where you know especially as an fe dominant type you know she just wants to get direction for things she can't you know she can't she has a hard time sorting it out all inside she's trying to go well what do other people think and Maybe, you know, and he's going, I already, like, I already have been mulling over this inside yeah. for so long, and I don't, you know, yeah. and, but, but the way he reacted, and, you know, if I didn't know about type, I could have thought, oh, man, like, is he. This guy's, like, whatever. No, like, I would have thought maybe, or... no, I wouldn't have thought he's rude. I just would have thought maybe he doesn't like me or ah, very much. Like, right. maybe he doesn't trust me very much, or he's. Maybe he's angry at me that, like, I was trying to, like, listen and kind of talk right. to her. Um, Meanwhile, he just wanted to, like, get away. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. But sometimes that, like, that, like, um, not secrecy. I mean, in a way, it's not secrecy. It's, like, that that private kind of. Yeah. It, it's sometimes, especially, I think, maybe more so with EFJs and IFJs. But it can be... Um, it can make us feel like, oh, they don't, they don't really, I, I don't know if they like me or I don't know if right. they're, they might be, feel kind of intimidating because it's, we, we FJs like having our cards out on the table to a certain extent. And so, um, when someone else isn't, we take it as, oh, maybe they don't trust us. Right. Um, which is interesting because like one of the, uh, I will be doing a video on this. It will be hilarious. It's going to be my hundredth video. Like this, it's going to be part of my shipping video, but like this is a question in regards to that because I've seen the shipping kind of charts for MBTI types as to like who goes matches well with who and who does what, which like any type can match with any type. It just depends on what, like what your circumstances are, how you've been brought up how you understand others. Anyone can match with anyone in the whole grand scheme of things. But one of the things was, is that like aside from ENTJs, which understandable, uh, there was also the ENFJs, which mm -hmm. is like the complete opposite function wise of an INFP. Mm -hmm. um, and yet they were said to be like one of the best matches for an INFP. Uh, hmm. And some ENFJs will disagree with this. A lot of ENFJs will agree with it. But, like, I've noticed that there's been this um, close connection between ENFJs and INFPs. So hmm. is that something you've seen or heard about, come across? I've heard about it. I haven't seen that relationship ever actually wow. and I've, I've known a lot of couples i've seen infp and esfj right and i think sometimes that si because they have they still have the sine access access so like you know infps are using their auxiliary ne and esfjs have tertiary ne so they think that's kind of fun and right. so they can you know, there's there's some kind of connection there but i actually haven't seen infp enfj ever 
I often see, I see a lot of INFPs and ESTJs, like oh, a wow. ton of those. Um, and I see, I see that a lot where people end up marrying. <laughs> They're like opposite, opposite dichotomy yeah. types. And even yeah. that happened with me, INFJ, ESTP. It, that happened with my uh, youth pastor as well. She ended up marrying an ESTP as well, <laughs> who is training to be a pilot uh, go figure um and like you know super active guy and like i can very easily like go from daniel and look at him i'm like yep they're the same type <laughs> because like you know adrenaline doing something that excites them being high thinking and in the moment always moving like it's a it's a very common thread that i've seen a lot of infjs marry estps mm -hmm. um so that's been normal. I haven't actually seen any INFPs with ESTJs personally. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen them either with, um, like, in media and whatever. It's either been, like, uh, an ENFJ or a ISFJ or a ISTJ. Uh, a lot of the times it's a lot of other introverts they've been with. Mm -hmm. um sometimes you'll get you know them with the extroverts and all that usually the more the ones that pull them out of their shell so mm -hmm. like you'll see infps with enfps or entps or um whoever estps even or esfps is another popular one like whoever is able to like not take the infp's excuses and just be like nope you're coming with us whether you like it or not so i've seen a lot of that happen um yeah. but like the only reason i know about the infj i'm uh, not INFJ, infp and uh, enfj thing is because one there's a facebook group dedicated to it it's oh, wow. uh, it's called the enfj and infp coffee house um wow. and uh there's like on facebook on the like infp blog there has been a lot of like if it's not enfp that they're talking about it's enfjs interesting so like they're super interested in enfjs and i think it's a part of opposites attract you have mm -hmm. literally the opposite functions which you know mm -hmm. is the infp shadow function and like even in the there was um quite a hilarious post i don't know if you've seen it. it's called the infp um uh your infp guide like to taking care of your infp or whatever i feel like and i have yeah yeah it's a, it, it was quite a popular post but like in it was like if an infp enters its shadow functions uh go get an enfj and then let the enfj <laughs> deal with it so like even there it was like enfj infp seems to be a close tied thing but i have not seen or experienced it and other enfjs that have dated infps have been like mm, yeah no not for I wonder, us i wonder how many of the enfjs are actually mistyped esfjs That's like not to, not to be like the devil's advocate or anything right but enfjs are really pretty rare to come across like it's, they are it's one of the rarest types like right at the, right in there with entjs and infjs and intjs like it's it's Pretty up uncommon. there with like one of the rarer yeah types. so it's 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 unusual to even come across enfjs and infps are relatively rare too so to even find <laughs> together it just be plus i do like i said i do see esfjs and infps right clicking relatively regularly so i wonder which is hilarious because i 
clash so <laughs> hard with ESFJs. Like really? it's like oil in water. As soon as I come across one, it is instantaneous. Wow. Like I I don't know what it is because like I'm able to write a good ESFJ character as per the comics. I'm able to give them a good video. I'm able to advocate for them. Yet every right. time I meet one personally, it's like instant butting of heads. That's funny. I mean, and and like you said, it's not like you have a thing against them. It's not like yeah. you're like, oh, these are a bad type. It's yeah. just that you can't help it. Like certain people, if you get around them, you're just. I have certain types that when I'm around, I I more easily don't feel comfortable with, and it's yeah. not their fault. It's just that they're wired differently than I am. Yeah. So what is it about ESFJs that you like? Feel like you clash? It's. I think they're controlling negative. Um, not negative, nagging, controlling nagging behavior as mm. in like what they think you should be doing and wanting mm. to kind of micromanage what like this is the right thing to do. No, 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 you shouldn't do that. You should go and do this. It's like, <laughs> no, 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 I know what's best for you. It's like, mm -hmm. well, who are you to decide what's best for me? <laughs> and then, you know, it's um, also where they like, they try to use the moral high ground on you. Mm. Oh, that drives me insane. Added on with like, on the more negative side of things, how hypocritical some of them can be. Um, mm -hmm. Because, you know, I've met both, you know, uh, fairly uh, neutral or healthy ESFJs, and I've met the negative ESFJs. And it doesn't matter which side of the spectrum it is, because one's going to be like, I have your best interests at heart. And you're like, no, I will like my freedom. Um, and then on the other hand, it's like that constant nagging, hypocritical, I know better than you mm, yeah. type. Yeah. And both of those things I just, I do not mesh well with. Because like, I kind of feel like with an ENFJ, they're more of, um, let me help you with doing this thing let, mm -hmm. like i'm not going to tell you what to do but let me help you with it whereas right. an esfj has constantly been like no you need to do this because this mm -hmm. is how it's either always been done or this is how i've always done it and i know this is the best method therefore in order for you to get what you want or do the good right thing because i know you want to do the right thing this is what you need to do <laughs> it's just like yeah yeah um that's interesting yeah i mean i've definitely i have encountered that with a couple esfjs that i know that kind of hmm, you know where they kind of take over like what they think you should be doing um and that can be really frustrating it's definitely been on like the more unhealthy side like these people were as like i knew these people came from bad like backgrounds where they just hadn't grown, yeah. you know? Um, I've known some really great ESFJs too. And, and like, like you said, it's not like you have, a, it's not like you're like, oh, ESFJs are all bad. It's just like, if you meet, if you, if you meet, you know, a bad one and you're, especially if you're an FI dominant type, yeah. that whole, you know, let's, this is the best way to do things. And you know, we're both coming from a place of values. And so yeah. any kind of value place, when it gets offended, gets like morally superior. Yes, and there is a massive clash, like, 
like with in ESFJ, like I've noticed that like the group matters. It doesn't matter what you individually feel. You need to go along <laughs> with the group. Even if you hate it, you have to go with the group. No, no, no. It doesn't matter what your feelings are in this matter. You're going to go along with the group and you're going to like it. And you're just going there. Um, <laughs> excuse me, but no. Right. Yeah. No, I, I knew, I've known two who were kind of bullies and I, I don't want to, I don't want to sound like if some poor ESFJ is going to watch this, they're going to be like, Why Oh, why are you hating on it? Like, I don't hate them. It's just, I can't, I don't know whether it's myself or it's whether it's them or if it's that high clash that instantaneously happens. It's just, <laughs> it, it's like, it's a force of nature. Like, whenever I encounter one, I know. Mm-hmm. Because there's, like, always something about them that, you know, rubs me the wrong way. It's not that right. I'm, like, thinking, oh, you're such a horrible person. It's just, like, right. I just, feel... like, we don't, we don't hit it off. Like, your right. way of being clashes with my, your FE is clashing with my FI, and you're not respecting my yeah. NE viewpoint. Uh, yeah, no, it's just a, it's just a personality clash. I, I tend to have a hard time with ESFPs. Like, I, I love ESFPs. I have some ESFPs in my family. Um, and it's nothing against the type itself. I just have a hard we time tend with to, them. Yeah, I just have a hard time with them. And, and I feel like we, we both misunderstand each other quite a bit. Um, but it doesn't mean, and I think it's the same for you, it doesn't mean you're like, wow, I really hate ESFJs or I really hate ESFPs. It's just, you can't help that. Sometimes, some people just, you aren't going to jive with as easily as others. And it's funny because like ISFJs, I get along with swimmingly. <laughs> like I love ISFJs to death. <laughs> like I find the post they put on Twitter adorable. I work with an ISFJ, albeit, you know, she had her own issues. So like they're very sweet types. Yet as soon as you flip it to the extroverted side, you're like, mm. like something <laughs> about you is just not... And yeah. yeah, it's it's one of those things that um, the other thing, like moving along because uh, to you know end it all, uh, there is um, for myself and for others out there, uh, I've been looking at like books to go deeper into MBTI. I obviously have a personality type owner's manual by Lenora Thompson. I know about gifts differing by, you know, the people who created uh, Myers-Briggs in the first place. And I know type talks, but like, what are like the good uh, MBTI books that are out there? Because I feel like uh, while MBTI has been like a thing for a long, like, you know, for a while, it's only now I feel spiking in popularity. So for those people who are like, you know, getting super interested and want to read some books on it, what are like the good, solid books? Well, obviously my book. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, well, I mean, you know, you do your site and your eBooks have a lot of uh, good information for people out there. But like, you know, when you want like a hard copy, yeah, no, no, no. I, I was, I was yeah. kidding around. I, I think one of my favorite books, especially if you like cognitive functions, is Building Blocks of Personality Type, um, and it's by Mark Hunziker and Leona Haas, and they cover the cognitive function so well. They talk about, you know, how this cognitive function feels on the inside, how it would look on the outside, examples in real life, 
um, the contributions of each cognitive functions, the gifts, you know, and it just really helps you to clarify what those cognitive functions are. And they even go into like shadow functions. So that's a nice it's a meaty book, but they use a lot of bullet points and make it really easy right. to read. So this is the building blocks of what? Building blocks of personality of type. Of personality type, okay. That's probably one of the books I grab the most when I'm writing articles and I, and I just need to like clarify that I'm right on something. Right. Um, I also, I'm trying to think of the more of a so if you really want to get deep you can get depth typology by mark right. huntiger that's all about the eight function model the shadow functions and really it's really meaty and it's um it's not as easy to read as building blocks of personality type but okay. it's got a so lot it's like a lot deeper yeah but like if you a... if you're like a hardcore personality <laughs> fan it's a lot of fun like i love it but you got to have stamina <laughs> right um you have to be like you have to already be on the deep end in order to like you like dived in it's head not a first book. yeah no like you've dived in head first you've been studying the cognitive functions you've been reading all these other books you've become obsessed here's the book for you yeah that's the book for the people who are obsessed but it's not the book for anyone who's even it's not for a book for beginners or even moderately interested people. You need someone who's obsessed or someone who wants to do this as a career in some way for it to be really, but that's, it's a, it's a fun book. If you're, if you're one of those kind of people, right. um, so many books I'm trying, I'm looking over here at my bookshelf to see which one I would, you know, I'd like the personality hacker book by uh, Antonia Dodge and Joel Mark Witt. Um, and that's from their uh, personality hacker. Uh, yeah, this one. Yeah, yeah. That one's good. Um, you know, I know there's some disagreement on some of their terminology for the different um, functions, but I think they do a really good job in here of not just talking about type, but actually talking about type development, like growth, personal growth, and how to be the best version of yourself. And they've got like journaling prompts and things like that in here too. So it's a it's an interactive book. It's not just uh, here as you are. Yeah, it's uh it's funny because like um, I'm one of those people where I'll give. I think uh, when it comes to learning things, it I'll, it'll just happen with me. Like surprise, here's your whole resource. I was like, wait, but you didn't warn us about this. I was like, <laughs> surprise. Um, it's just it, I've always done this because, like, with the youth, it's always been like, oh, where can I learn? Well, woof, there you go. Um, <laughs> like, here's all the videos to watch on what you want to learn. Oh, okay. It's like, why should we books? And yeah, so I get. I think it's part of my fi and me going insane um that like does that but yeah i i'll definitely i know i'll be checking out at least two of those books um mentioned because i've been wanting yeah. to get more personality books to read um i haven't gotten to read all of gifts differing because it's unless i buy it myself it's very hard to find at the library um so yeah. i'll probably be getting that and reading that fully at some point i've read enough all, like different areas of it but i haven't like read the full thing sure and, yeah uh i do know that i'll be reading 
uh, or getting those other books because I I am that person who has become obsessed enough with MBTI that I have <laughs> literally created a webcomic based off of it. So yes, which is really funny too. I, I've read some of that. It's really good. Yeah. So uh, with that being said, I will uh, let you go. Uh, time constraints and all of that. Um, and it was it was fun talking to you. It was great so, to meet you. Thank yeah. you so much for inviting me to do this. This was so much fun. I always love getting to to know INFPs better because they they're always a little bit mysterious to me. Yeah, that's <laughs> my sister has who's an INTP has had to uh, pull a few teeth, shall I say, to like get me out of my shell in certain <laughs> cases. And then of course. I've been watching obsessively a lot of Gary Vee and his thing was talk to people, network, get yourself yeah. known, get yourself out there. And I'm just like, uh, okay. And then I'll send the ask and I'll send the things and I'll send, it's hard for me in some cases because yeah. like there's, you know, that whole, I don't know, that nervous thing, that anxiety thing. You're like, mm. yeah. um, but you know, like my sister Gary Vee and other motivational speakers, I'm like, you know what? I need to do this. I am going to do this. And that's why I am letting, you know, various INFP secrets out that other INFPs would probably be like, I wish he wouldn't. Um, but, you know, they laugh about it anyways because, you know, Twitter. Um, so with that being said, uh, it was great to meet you. Uh, we should do this again at some point when you're not, super crazy busy and yeah definitely i'll uh i'll let you go well thanks so much i hope you have a great night i was really it was wonderful to see you yeah this you was too. a lot of fun yeah, and was... definitely keep definitely keep pushing yourself and push through that anxiety because i know exactly how that feels um yeah i have social anxiety and and i get i feel sick before any kind of interview thing like i actually feel like i'm gonna throw up so i i i get that and it's just sometimes pushing through those things that are scare us it's like it's so scary but it's so rewarding and also you figure out like most people are pretty nice yeah you know like and most and, people aren't that bad right like i i've talked to some people that i really admire and i'm like scared i'm like what if i say the wrong thing and then they, they like hate me or something and like it turns out most most people are just like relatively decent and friendly and want to get um, to know you exactly yeah. so no this was fun thank you so much i hope you have a great great night tonight and i really appreciate you taking the time to do this yeah no problem take care you too bye, bye.